doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. You're the white haired one first. You're pretty at night. You're the white haired one first. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of It's Time to Rewind, the podcast trapped in its own time loop right along with the movies we discuss. I am your host, Bubba Wheat, and joining, and uh, we are now almost finished with our Buffy and Angel season, and I started at the beginning of Angel, and now I'm ending at the very end of Angel with the series finale, Not Fade Away. Joining me once again this season is my guest, Heather Baxendale-Walsh. How are you doing today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me back on and for this episode specifically. I'm delighted. Yeah, and, um, you know, we... Excuse me. Let's see. Last time you were on, we were talking about Hush on Buffy. So I don't remember if we talked about your experience with angel specifically like is is that kind of combined with buffy in your head i think which is true for a lot of fans it it is it absolutely is i mean i i was hardcore into buffy when they decided to do the angel spinoff and initially i i admit i was a bit agitated by it i wanted angel to stay on buffy it ended up working i think for for both shows but i still think the the first season of angel is one of my favorite seasons of any series ever i love all the noir-esque detective it almost has like kind of that that um um batman almost feel to it and the monster (laughs) of the week with it i i loved it and then you know it it definitely went off the rails there for a few seasons and went a bit crazy but i really really admired kind of the ability to experiment and do things that hadn't been done before and sometimes it worked for the show and sometimes it didn't I, I I had a lot of issues with with the whole Connorverse in general. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I do like in this episode. You know, they bring back Connor, and I he do. kind of they they have the little meta reference where he basically talks about how weird the his season was. <laughs> like it's basically him commenting on how weird his season was. Totally awkward. <laughs> and and Vincent, too. I It took me, I don't know, I think I was into the first season of Mad Men before I realized that he was Connor from, from Angel. And I went, oh, I have to hate him <laughs> again. Perfect. Poor guy. But but yeah, I, I, I love the series for for a lot of reasons. I love the I love the characters. I love I love the theme of, you know, Buffy was a lot about overcoming things and Angel was more about atonement and redemption and Mm. the whole, the whole idea of it for me felt like it couldn't, you just don't beat the bad guy. You don't get the end game. It's a continuous thing that you, you have to do every, every single day. You have to fight the good fight every day. And, and all the great, and all the characters other than Fred were, were gray. None of them were, were full on good guys or heroes and and that was that was something else I, I really admired about about the show. Yeah. So this this really wraps up the, the series. It, it it does feel a little rushed because I think they were a little rushed. But I, I am glad that they were able to 
have this as a series finale in it and it wasn't just like a season finale that yeah. just never finished with um with something else this really has some finale finality to it even though you know they did follow it up with the comic which i i meant to to refresh my memory because i do own uh, several issues of after the fall but i did not get around to revisiting that any of those comics before recording this I think I think doesn't Angel become and I haven't read them. This is just me learning about the verse from from other sources. But doesn't Angel actually become like friends with the dragon that he wants to slay at the end or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. He finds <laughs> out that the dragon is actually um, like he was under control or like had something um, going on and he was able to free him from Wolfram and Hart. And yeah, they they became friendly and um spike ends up like you know it, it's basically the apocalypse happens and so they're in post-apocalyptic uh los angeles and and wesley is a ghost because his uh, soul was contracted to wolfram and hart so he's still <gasps> connected to wolfram and hart and he's still working for them Gosh, that's that's wild okay i have to, i have to get i i haven't done the buffy comics either i have to i have to do them both um, you know, too, there's, there's a strange thing. I, I, right before we started recording, I was, I told Bubba, you know, I, I haven't watched the actual series in a couple years. So I watched the final episode today just to refresh myself with it. I've seen it many times. Um, and, and I know a lot of people aren't fans of it because it's not like a succinct ending. Everything's not all tied up. That's kind of what I love about it. That's kind of what I think the series is about. It's not about having the happy endings for everybody. It's not like, and even in, in Buffy's finale, there there's some finality to it. There's closure there, but it's also still going on. It's just not all on Buffy's shoulders anymore. Here, there's, I mean, it's 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 not a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, which, they do like they kill off. Um, you know, surprisingly, they they only kill off like one character in the main group. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that death scene was beautiful. It mm. was so beautiful. And if you've watched the series, then you know how much Wesley's gone through. And I mean, I I went through parts of it too where I hated him. I hated Wesley, and I've loved Wesley, and I've hated Wesley, and I've gone back and forth with him. But he's another character that's you know working on his own atonement. And I think it was it was a good death. And I got I I was totally shocked and taken off guard. But I I got all choked up and had a few tears come down, and I was. I was like, it was, it was really, really, really beautiful. Do you want me? I think, I think, yeah, I think Illyria said, should I lie to you now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just so great. Like, even though, you know, Illyria was such a, a brief character, but this, this just really grows her character so much, just having her witness Wesley's death and, and she has all of these, all of Fred's memories of this love and then she's like basically experiencing grief for the first time yeah and she doesn't like it and no yeah and and it's it's really touching and and like you can really feel like you know whenever she's uh, you know she says that she's lying to wesley but as she's looking like fred and telling wesley that she loves him you really feel that that's that she's being honest and you know, she feels that as Illyria and not just as Fred's memories. I 
I absolutely agree. And I think the follow-up from that, and we see her express it in Illyria form with, with murder and destruction. But when she shows up in the alley at the end and she, she says she's upset and she essentially says, I would like to do more violence now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love that line. That's yeah, so great. It was, it was great. And that was the thing, too. All the characters that, that made it to the end that showed up there. Gunn is one of my favorite characters in the series. He, Illyria looks at him and just says, yeah, you're not going to last 10 minutes, buddy. But they all have great lines. But you're not displeasing to my eyes, and I hope that you survive. Yes! Yes, yes. <laughs> Which, also, yes, he is very very handsome man <laughs> but but they all they all get a moment that's that's there they get at least one like hero line spike gets one angel gets the dragon uh gun gets the i'll take the thirty thousand bad guys <laughs> on the left i mean they all they all have that moment so you have a smile on your face even mm. when you know they're about to go meet their supposed doom and yeah and then angel ends you know ends the series with the line let's go to work yeah, yeah, it's it's really beautiful, and not having Lauren there. Oh, Lauren! Lauren is Lauren is probably my favorite character in the series. I I love Lauren. I I always wanted to know more about him and and his past in general. But this was a a bittersweet go out for him too. Uh, yeah. Lindsay, you know, yeah, he's. You know, he's a, we're kind we're kind of jumping around a little bit, so so are. let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and, you know, jump back a little bit and and become a little bit, uh, just a little bit more structured and kind of go uh, character by character here. Um, and like starting at the beginning, like what, uh, do you remember much about the this whole ending plot with Angel joining the Circle of the Black Thorn? And, you know, and this, the, the episode opens with the, you know, the infighting, the, the glamour of them fighting and Angel finally explaining his plan and what's been going on. Yeah, he duped everybody. He kind of had to. So he had this magical amulet or something in his hand and he tells everybody, hey, 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 we've got like eight minutes here. I've got to let you know what's actually going on. They all think that we're, we're going to still try and kill each other. I'm not one of the bad guys, which is kind of hard to believe because he's been acting like a bad guy for a while, as far as I can recall. Mm -hmm. But but he tells them the plan and the plan is they are going to kill everyone that is part of the circle of the black thorns. Yeah, basically the most powerful players in Wolfram and Hart in Los Angeles. So so yeah, so they're going to they're going to take it to him and they know what this means. That's the thing. He's saying it he's like, "Well, okay, you know, this is what we have to do though, and we all know what the consequences are." And the consequences they all know are pretty much a there will no be no there will be no more days of rest mm -hmm. and and they're likely all going to die and they they kind of know that but every single one of them signs up with maybe not a smile on their face but they all agree that they're going to help take them down yeah and, and through this all like Lauren is always is especially in this episode he's the most reluctant of all of them and and he's very downtrodden throughout this whole episode really yeah, and I've loved his character, like I said, over the the seasons. And he's the one who I feel like stretches himself the furthest without yeah. crossing the line. Yeah, and and he's always like you know the, the most positive, you know, next to Fred, he's the always the most positive, the most chipper, the most fun in this series. 
Yes, he is. But he's also the one who I found would call Angel on his crap before anybody else. He would he would do it. And he'd go, you know, I see what you're doing here. And because he could actually see it, especially when they sang. But he he was always the person. I felt like he was the conscience of the show. Mm -hmm. After that, I kind of it almost feels like a heist movie where yeah. they're they're you know everybody has their own part to play and before the heist they have this day where they can do anything they want and of course Lorne is singing at his bar and then um gun i i think the gun is, guns is great cuz i yeah. i haven't revisited the series but like he goes back to you know basically his beginning and we get a great guest appearance from uh, Julia Lee playing the yeah. the recurring character of uh, you know many names uh, Lily and um, and now she's going by Annie which she took from Buffy at the uh, after she saved her from the aging demons. Yeah, and I I liked seeing her back on there. Um, and it took me a minute too, and I go, oh, I know her. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, she was on like the second season of Buffy. She was one of those those. Chicks that wanted to be made into a vampire because she thought yeah. it was all romantic. And, and then I remembered she was, like you said, Anne and blah, blah, blah. And, and it was, oh, cool she, she, I forget what's, what she was going by at that point. I'm, I'm pretty sure she was Lily in the, the vampire, the fake vampire episode. And then she was a different name. And then at the end of that, she asks Buffy if she can use the name that Buffy was going by at the, at the time, which was Anne. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right about Lily too. But that was that was a good callback, and it was it was good for for Gunn. That's because that's who he always was, and there certainly were times over the seasons where he lost his way, but he constantly went back to exactly that. Which also in the final bit, what he gets to do ends up being perfect, and you know mm -hmm. he remarks on it as well. But I liked his. I I felt like Wesley's was bittersweet with yeah. Because he, yeah, he spends his time uh, because in the previous episode, um, uh, Marcus um, Adam Baldwin, he he came and basically attacked Illyria and stole um, Drogon, the uh, yeah the the well watcher who could only speak the truth that Angel kills as his kind of final test to get into the circle of the Blackthorn. And so Illyria is wounded and Wesley spends the day just, you know, uh, tending to her wounds and saying that, you know, basically he has nothing else that he wants to do. And this is really the only thing that he can do at this point in time. And the sad part is what else would he do? Where would he go? He has nobody anymore. The only, oh, it's, it is, it's, 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 it's really, it's really sad, but it's also very sweet. Um, I loved Spike's, Spike, uh, Spike goes to a biker bar. And yeah. if you know about Spike from Buffy, you know that in, <laughs> before he was made a vampire, he wrote really, really <laughs> melodramatic maudlin poetry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's reading it. <laughs> to all these bikers and they well i mean the it. funny th you know the funny thing too is that he's 
you know, they, they set it up as a bait and switch because he's like, yeah. you know, at this barker bar and he's just drinking and he's like, oh, I got to get some liquid courage. And they definitely set it up to make it seem like he's just going to get into a bar fight. And then he ends up reading and then like behind him has the uh, the sign poetry slam Wednesdays at four. So we know that this place takes place. This episode takes place on a Wednesday, apparently. <laughs> It was it was it was really great though, and it was definitely the comic relief that I needed at that moment. And and Spike has been great for that in season five. I was it was definitely a nice addition to that season mm. as well, bringing him on. Yeah, and the angel goes to visit uh, Connor, and it, this this again it, it's kind of a weird situation because at the beginning of season five, Wolfram and Hart basically gave him kind of pull pulled a reverse dawn on him. And yeah. uh, gave him all these fake memories of this uh, normal, this normal childhood, and has him with a foster family. And then a few episodes ago, that basically the spell broke and he regained his true memories. And uh, but so he still, so he knows that Angel is his father, but he's still trying to live a normal life with his foster parents. Well, yeah, and at that point, too, he knows all that's been sacrificed for him to do exactly that. Mm -hmm. um, but it was that was actually a really, really nice conversation between the two of them, too. And again, as you pointed out, a, a little meta, which which fairsies, we <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the acknowledgement of the weirdness of his time on the show was definitely a good moment between them. But it was it was good to see that that was what angel chose to do too because i had forgotten about his his uh werewolf girlfriend at this mm. point yeah um, which i, I so believe she i believe he basically told her to to go away in the last episode yeah yeah i think you're right to to get out of town because crap was about to get real mm. um but yeah and then we get to see we get to see Lindsay too which i am a big fan of christian kane and the first show I ever saw him in was this, and I just thought he was a delightful villain, and he really was this Lindsay. But there was a lot more to him as we got to learn over the years, and he was very, very complex in that way. I had forgotten about Eve entirely and the whole bit with them, so seeing them together and the conversation they were having was – I'd forgotten that she sacrificed her immortality for him mm. and, and their relationship. And part of me kind of – once was like rooting for him to be the good guy and 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 redemption for him too for him to have a redemption arc and yeah because like I, I think it's funny because um you know i i watched the pilot episode just a couple weeks ago and it it was crazy to to see that Lindsay was actually in the pilot yeah it was just him and angel they're the only people that were in the 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 first episode and the final episode if i'm i might be wrong yeah but yeah. I think I think that was the case. Yeah, because Lauren doesn't show up till later. Fred doesn't show up till way later. Gunn doesn't show up till later. I mean, Wesley and Anne were both characters from Buffy, so they technically had been around longer. But yeah, that within Angel, the Angel universe, yeah, it was just those two characters that were in the pilot and the final episode. So a little, a little poetic. Yeah. Not not full on enemies. Not full on enemies. Mm -hmm. There was an I guess you could say it was an allegiance 
the enemy of my enemy is my friend mm-hmm. type type deal, which, you know, it does work. Yeah. And then as as far as the plans, I the, the one thing that I always remember, I, you know, even the the first time that I rewatched this episode just a few months ago was in in the little black circle of the Blackthorn meeting where they're kind of, uh, you know, talking down Angel for not keeping his staff in line. There's the moment whenever the the little, um, I guess, the the PP demon, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, whenever he gets out, it gets tangled up in the the, uh, you know, red sorcerers um, uh, blood bag or whatever, you know, his little medicine bag and Angel pushes him out of the way. I always remember that that's right whenever he gets him with the little spiked ring that they uh, point out later in the episode. Yeah, I want to go back and watch that. I mean, they and they do they do show it to you at the end, but you but watching it through again and getting him to see him actually do it. I had forgotten all about it myself. In fact, I had forgotten I I knew how everything ended, but I forgot all the details of it. So watching it again too, that was that was exciting actually. Yeah, and and I loved Harmony's part in all this. You know, she starts whining that she's not involved. Like she knows something's going down, but she wants to be involved. She's so evil. <laughs> okay, and and I'll say this much about Harmony too. I hated her on Buffy. I'm supposed to, but I hated her on Buffy. Every single moment she was on screen, whining, complaining, being annoying, I wanted to pull my hair out. I enjoyed her much more on Angel, <laughs> even when she was being evil or double crossing or whatever it was she was doing. The the humor was much better balanced with her character, and I think you're 100 percent right. She was she was great in this episode. Yeah, like, I mean my favorite scene by far. Well, my my favorite happy scene by far is whenever she like um, writes at the. Like in the first break of the uh, Marcus and Angel fight after Marcus throws him out his window and he falls down in front of Harmony and then Marcus slowly takes the elevator to get back down to rejoin the fight and Harmony's like, um, why didn't you include me? And Angel's like, I knew you were going to betray me. Well, I wouldn't betray you if you included me. He's like, you are literally betraying me right now. It's like, you don't have a soul. But but I would if you had confidence in me. No, he wouldn't. And then she asks for a recommendation. She's worried that she's being fired. Yeah. Well, literally, the building like, is getting blown apart from their fight. And Angel's like, yeah, of, of course you're getting fired. I, but then he's like, oh, I, I already wrote you a recommendation. It's on the desk. And she's like, oh, thank you. And then she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, 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 it's really, really great. She was, she was definitely a good part of, of the fifth season as well. There was, <laughs> and I'd forgotten that she was in it until I, until she popped up once again. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. They brought Harmony in all these extra extra and new players and, and characters and, and bringing them over, which was, which was really, really great. And you needed that at that moment too, because Angel, I mean, it's, first of all, Adam Baldwin, I love Adam Baldwin in the Joss Whedon universe. I love him outside too. He's great. Um, but he's really, really utilized for his, his talents at best in Joss Whedon universes. And 
he was just absolutely terrifying as Marcus in this. And he is a formidable man. David Boreanaz is not a small man. And Adam Baldwin makes him look smaller than he is. Yeah, Adam Baldwin's like a foot taller, whatever they do, though, like face to face. Yeah, yeah. So it's he's and he, you know, he plays a great villain on top of it. But the the fight between them was just absolutely fantastic. In fact, I would say all of all of the the fight choreography in this was was top notch. All of it was just was just great. It's one thing that the Angel show did in general really well anyway. And it's something that I always, you know, attributed as a positive thing about Buffy, too. But Angel, Angel really, really nailed it. And this this whole episode, it was so, so good. Yeah, that that Marcus Angel fight and then eventually Connor, it it has a a fantastic flow to it. Just Mm -hmm. the, the back and forth and, you know, him starting off by punching him in the stomach and not getting any reaction. And he's like, did that hurt at all? And it's like a little, but it's part of the job. Yeah. And, and that's another thing too. It, this, this felt like, like the old angel to me where he's, he's, you know, he's not just brooding. He's, he's got a sense of humor back to him. He's making those kinds of comments during the fight and he's still being a, you know, a tough super vampire on top of it. So it's, it's just a, it's a great dichotomy. It makes it so enjoyable to watch and it heightens your emotions because they're all over the place. I mean, mm. you're being amused, you're being entertained, you're terrified. Something. It's a final episode, so anybody can die. Yeah. And it's it's a Joss Whedon show, so anybody can <laughs> die. <laughs> so the stakes are are really high. It's it's just it's extremely extremely exciting. Yeah, and then um, let's let's jump to the you know the gun final fight with the um, the senator, which I I thought. That's that's another bit of like fun moments because the yeah. senator just like she never ends her phone call until she gets an axe in the face. <laughs> that was brilliant. And, you know, let Gunn have and, and I was alluding to it earlier, but let Gunn have all of the vampires. Mm-hmm. Let him go at it. And then he came out with the, the two uh, stakes out of his, his jacket. And I was like, oh, it's on. And we got to see some of it, not all of it, but it was it was a really, really great sequence. But you're right, the, the axe to the senator's head <laughs> while she's still on the phone was perfect. Perfection. Yeah, and, and then it's sending Spike to rescue the baby from the fell brethren, which that was, um, I think it's, it's fitting that they uh, doing this episode after covering the the time bomb episode because uh, you know the b plot in the time bomb episode that's that we covered for nine episodes here was a lot about the fell brethren and the the deal between um the the pregnant uh woman giving up her baby to the fell brethren and it's you know eventually becoming like a sacrifice once it became of age yes and I like that Spike didn't put the baby back in the crib. He fought with the baby in his arm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has. It remind, I never saw the movie, but it reminded me of uh, the movie Shoot 'em Up. Oh, it is. It is. It <laughs> definitely is in line with that. And you should watch it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Clive <laughs> Owen kills somebody with a carrot. So <laughs> just watch it. It is. I call it action porn. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and fun in so many ways. But yes, it is absolutely in that same wheelhouse where it's it's 
funny, but at the same time, you know, you have James Marsters like doing some some real fighting there too. It was good. It was great sequence. Yeah, and then um, the the next the next scene that I want to talk about is, you know, I I think you know the second most touching, but it, it also I think the the fighting part of it is not that was kind of so so, but the the Wesley and the um oh the the sorcerer. Yeah, the wizard. I will show you what a wizard can do. Yeah, I forget what his if if his character name even had a name because I I don't see it in. Uh, in I don't this. remember it. I just remembered him as the the red demon. Yeah. The thing the thing in him. There's there's lots there's lots of demons in this one. So I mean. Yeah, I, I remember Archduke Sebastus because I feel like they say his name an awful lot, but they don't they talk did. about yeah. the the sorcerer's name. But I I thought, you know, the little fireball in the hand that was kind of, you know, not that impressive that he thought that that's what would be the sneak attack on this sorcerer. Yeah. And, you know, he uses it once. And even then the sorcerer's like, you thought that was going to do something? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get that. So then, you know, he gets, he gets Wesley with, with, uh, a much bigger knife than Wesley pulls on him mm. after that. But in return, Wesley once again conjures another fireball. But it's just a little fireball. And it knocks the guy back, but it it, it doesn't kill him. It it was a little bit it was a little bit less anticlimactic. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, it was. But I do you know, we we jumped ahead a, a little bit and, and talked about this this moment. But this is, I, I think, my second favorite scene of, you know, second favorite touching scene. The the whole, you know, lie to me where, um, actually, I, I guess we did kind of skip Illyria's scene because it goes by so quick. You know, she just, and it's mostly off screen, too. Like, we don't yeah, really see any of the fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they could afford the destruction that she did to the to the demons in the car. It was it was pretty fun, her walking away, though. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I like the moment of her, you know, walking up, or not walking up, but the the reveal just in the car headlights. And, you know, all, every, the, you know, stereotypical Satan-looking demon gets in the, the driver's seat, and then he turns the lights on, and there's Illyria, and she just does her little head cock. Yeah, she's wicked. Mm-hmm. I, I need an Illyria to be friends with. And then they they cut back to it a little bit later, and you just see the car completely like destroyed yeah it looks like it was it was crushed by a wrecking ball mm. and and essentially it, it was and then Elyria comes in to wesley's scene and is like you know i killed all of mine then i came to check up on you and he was surprised that was sweet too he's like you came here like you were supposed to go to the alley why did you come here uh he was recognizing that she was expressing that was an expression of emotion that she cared enough to, to go there. And it was subtle, but it was, it was another moment of connection between the two of them. And Wesley's sitting there dying. And, you know, he, that's what he thought first was not about the fact that he was dying. He was like, look at you, look what you're doing. <laughs> I, I, I find, found the name Cyrus Vale. That's, that's oh, the name of the sorcerer. That's a good name too. They mm. needed to say that more than the archduke. <laughs> That's a very good villain name. I love I love it when they give characters really wicked names. It's fun. Yeah, and 
yeah, she, you know, she uh, turns into to Fred and, and there's like two moments. I think one of them works really well and one of them doesn't work so well, except it has the coolness factor backed in, come backed into it. But I like how, you know, you, it's a close up on Wesley and you see Illyria holding him and you can see like the, the Illyria leathers on her arm and her legs. And then her other hand comes in off screen and it's, you know, the human hand. And it's, you can tell that, like, if you put any thought into it, you can tell that they just did that, you know, they just didn't put makeup on that hand. But it's, I thought it worked well to, to show her transformation. And then whenever they cut, she's, you know, full, uh, human Fred, human looking Fred. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing too. We all loved Fred so much. It's, if you don't like Fred, then, then you need to go check yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Fred is, Fred is one of the most likable, sweet characters I've ever seen on TV. I, I love Fred. So I think we all mourned her the same way that Wesley did, but I also was totally into Illyria. So it was, I, I mean, I, I feel like they did a really good job of making us feel that conflict too. Mm-hmm. Which I think is why I was I was so distraught when when she showed herself as Fred again. And I'm like, oh, but you are Fred and you're gone and now Wesley's gone. And oh, this, <laughs> this is so sad and I knew this was gonna happen. Why am I getting upset? But it was <laughs> it, it was it was really it was really it was really beautiful. Yeah, and then after Cyrus, you know, wakes up from being knocked out by the the fireball and Fred is or Illyria is still in Fred form and he's like, I'll get you, I'll give you a free shot, little girl. Like, what can you do? And then she <laughs> does the, the whole, you know, spinning around and then she turns into Illyria mid punch, which I think it's, it, the effect shows its age, but it's, it works. It, it reminds me of, you know, the, the higher budget version of it was, um, you know, a similar scene in the X-Men movie that Mystique does, you know, whenever she goes to, she's in like, uh, costumed form and then she goes to do like a spin kick and then she turns into blue Mystique. Yeah. Mid-tick. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's still, it's still work. Like you said too, though, it still works. You can, you can definitely see that it's dated and there isn't as, there isn't the same amount of money to spend here. Yeah, you can but, tell it's a TV budget and not a blockbuster movie budget. But but it it does work because you're so emotionally wrapped mm. up in the whole bit. Plus, it's a big weehaw moment. You, yeah, you want her to you. I mean, you want Wesley avenged. So it's 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 another moment where you're going to be distracted by that aspect of it too. Yeah, and I think the the better effect too is you know the one that they're more used to doing whenever she punches through cyrus's head and it just like turns into dust and you like you see the skull behind it because they they are very practiced into dusting vampires and it's a very similar effect you know that is still one of my favorite things about the entire buffy series and you know this this whole universe is is the dusting of vampires and if you go back which you know i'm doing i'm doing the buffy podcast now you go back to the first season and you know they don't look that great but the idea and the concept of it and like you said is it goes on like some like the older ones when you see the skeleton before they go and it's just such a cool idea and 20 years later and it's still just as cool to me it'll i'll never ever get tired of seeing it 
Yeah, even though it's it's kind of like the 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 con the reason for it is almost like lazy lazy writing or yes! you know it, it's an excuse for writing because you know if they had to deal with all these vampire bodies they would run out of places to bury them but if they just turn to dust then it's perfectly fine well and then you don't with the makeup department too you don't have to deal with you know blood from where they've been staked and and dead vampire makeup too it's it's a heck of a lot easier in that capacity but mm. it, like you said it's 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 lazy in a way but it, it actually works practically it works but it also works in the cool factor it ended up being one of my favorite things about the entire buffy angel universe yeah and then the you know the the final kind of fight scene that uh that we haven't talked about yet is is my favorite moment of this scene and it and it is like kind of the most touching and heartbreaking even though once again i i feel like it kind of fails a little bit in the fighting department because it's the with um leslie and the i don't even remember what this group of characters were because i I feel like they did not get any screen time whatsoever they were just kind of well we need one more uh member of the black thorn so we'll just throw in these guys yeah yeah but you know just this moment with the the two of them being done and uh leslie and and um and Lorne. Yeah, I, I keep getting mixed up because I like I keep forgetting I mean because for one I'm still Lindsay. I was calling him Lindsay. Leslie. Lindsay. Yes. Lindsay, yes. I I thought I was like that doesn't sound right because that sounds too close to Wesley. And that's what I was thinking of like, am I mishearing it? <laughs> yes. Lindsay and Lauren. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, Lindsay and Lauren. Well, and that's the thing too, um, Lindsay is a great swordsman. We've watched him in other seasons fight Angel, and they've had mm. really extraordinary sword fights. And this one is kind of a, I mean, it's kind of like Illyria in a way where it's, okay, well, we're yeah, just going to have him kind of cut through everybody, and it's just going to be, he's a badass. Yeah, and he also has, like, the this extra strength because he got these tattoos that gave him the extra demon strength, too, like, after... He left for a while and came back as a badass and uh, hooking up with Eve. Yeah, uh, Eve. Stay away from women named Eve. They're nothing <laughs> And then, you know, it, the, he's just cleaning up and Lauren is just looking very downtrodden. You know, he mentions the, the high note on MacArthur Park uh, helped him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and Lindsay doesn't see what's coming. Not at all. Yeah, and and he's like, you know, he's fully psyched up, and just the way he talks, he's it really sounds like he is fully on board to become a member of Angel's team and and fighting the good fight for the powers that be. And then just out of nowhere, Lauren pulls out a gun and pops him twice in the chest, and it's like I I, I can't remember for sure my first viewing, but that that is shocking. Yes. Well, and that's why they did it mm. now. And not just for us. I mean, obviously for us, but I mean, who would you send in to do that? Nobody would expect Lauren to do that. Nobody yeah. would at all. And certainly not Lindsay. And, and even now, he's you know, shocked by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You. Angel's supposed to kill me. Not yeah, you. Not, not some flunky. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can see that it just it 
it crushes Lorne to do it. And 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 as a viewer too, for me, I I wanted Lindsay to be part of the team. I was excited about it. I remember going, yeah, he's finally coming around because I want to like him because he's a he's a good bad guy. But you know, again, we have all these characters that toe the line and and cross over from good guy to bad guy. So why not him too? Have yeah, him come and have a, a redemption story. Yeah, he's a great, interesting character. And, you know, long, long running, too. Yeah, so so I was actually sad that he died for for that reason, which, I mean, that was intentional. We were we were mm-hmm. manipulated a bit there. But I was I was more broken hearted for Lorne. And 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 then I understood why he was so, so broken and and had to leave. It's like, nope, I'm out. This is it for me. Yeah, because I, I, I definitely imagined that Angel asked him to do that early on in the this conversation. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a sad moment. It was a really really sad moment, and it was it was a really sad way to say goodbye to Lauren too. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was so so well done. And, yes. Um, and Andy Hallett, um, he he just completely nailed it i mean his performance in in this scene especially is just you know it it's my favorite part of this episode it's just so heartbreaking to see him have to do this and you you know that he's going to go off and never see the rest of them again and it it makes sense yep i'm i'm right with you it's it's my favorite and least favorite part of the episode for that and and, you know, that's the thing, too, with, with Andy Hallett. It's not like he's just, you know, acting. I I really, really like to give actors credit who can emote as well as they do with that kind of makeup on as well. And and it's not like he just has makeup on, but he also has contacts in for his eyes. And you still feel everything that he feels. It's mm-hmm. it's it's really, really beautiful and sad. And he's he's like I said, I always felt like he was the conscience in the heart of of the group yeah uh and then you know everybody who still survived meets back up in the the alleyway and gun is the most worse for wear because he, he has the moments where you know the, the very typical you know i'm i'm not dead but i probably will be dead because i put my hand at my stomach and then i pulled it out and it's very bloody yeah, you know that that trope, <laughs> the, the the bleeding gut trope. Mm. It's a mortal wound. I mean, okay, and that was my that and that was okay. That was a good line from Illyria with Wesley. She said it li- literally like five ten minutes before this. I'm like, come on, we just had Wesley die that way. Couldn't you have him stabbed somewhere else? <laughs> it was it was literally the only moment where I went, oh man, come on. I didn't remember. I didn't remember that. I remembered he was hurt. He was hurt badly, and it didn't look good for him. Yeah, he's and also then, the only human of them that's left. Yeah, and in the comic, he becomes a vampire. Oh, really? Yeah. And he, uh, I think he like, um, becomes like the leader of a gang of vampires. I, I don't remember if he's, um, like the, I don't remember the details enough to, to remember if he's like somehow a good vampire, at least a neutral vampire, or if he's, you know, an evil soulless vampire. I'm very, 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 very curious now. Like I said, I need to do the Buffy and I need to do the Angel comics. I need to. 
and um yeah that's and then we get another bit of uh you know tv budget uh cgi which i, I think it looks pretty good here because you know most of them it's they did set it at night and it's raining because of course it is uh but i think the dragon looks decent um and yeah. with what little that we see and there's like a giant and you know a a group of uh you know it's uh gun says 30,000 well gun, yeah. gun <laughs> estimates 60,000 um, but you can there... see that it's like a row of you know 20 uh 20 people in costumes there's there's too many is what it is but it's it's all subtle you don't get any close ups on any of it so hmm. probably for budget reasons and that's okay i i mean i was fine with that i when i don't mind when a show goes okay, we don't have the money to do all of these big things, so we're going to try and make it look good with crappy CGI or this or that. They did use some CGI with it, but it was more of a, hey, we're going to leave this to your imagination. And my imagination is wild, so it's totally fine with me. Yeah, and uh, it's it ends in a very... Like, I... I... I I feel like I heard a lot of complaints that it ends that it feels like a cliffhanger. Yeah, but it's not. I get yeah. it. I I mean it too. The first time I watched it, I went, "Was that it? That's the end? It just stopped <laughs> here?" And I mean, I was I I was distraught. I'm like, "No, no, I need more." And then you know, after after the shock wore off, I was fine. And then I'm sure it was within a day where I went, "Wow, that was brilliant." Hmm. It, it didn't take very long for for the 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 whole entire concept to make sense for me but yeah i i remember at first people were were like having a fit about it and i still maintain today that it's probably one of the best series finales i've i've ever watched it's yeah. brilliant absolutely brilliant and totally yeah i i love it the, the theme of the series yeah yeah that's one of the reasons why above <laughs> asked me I don't know if I have anyone who wants to do the the finale. I'm like, why not? I will. <laughs> I absolutely will. Yeah, I I'm right with you on this one. I think it's I think it's absolutely it's absolutely brilliant. They know they knew that they knew their audience, their core audience, and the people that have been with them and stuck it out all of these years. Yeah, and, and I think it it gives you know even though we don't see the end of of this fight but it really does give finality to all of the characters and and it ends them all on and on the right notes yep i mean I maybe agree. not the right note for lauren but uh, you know it's it, it is you know a notes and it's it's a very it ends with finality yeah there there is finality to it because in that world there is there is no finality you're always going to be fighting the good fight and and you're not going to have a happy ending because that's what you want. That's not how it all works. That's not how the universe is, is set up. It's it's broken and corrupt. And that's a lot of, of, of the show of Angel. And even after all of this, they still aren't fighting Wolfram and Hart. They're still going after Essential. I mean, they were powerful, some of the most powerful, but they're lackeys at the end of the day. Yeah. So, we, so we, we didn't get that. I mean, Buffy goes and, you know, does the first She's she's got the big blockbuster ending and blah 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 and has that kind of closure which worked again really well for that show but that's not what the show's about there it's it's not the same at all 
So I think that people may too have expected that that same kind of ending, but it's it's not the case. And if you watch a lot of other shows like this, um, another one that did a really, really good ending that is very difficult for me to watch is Dollhouse, which got canceled way too soon. But they were able to at least make the last season what they were or the last half of the last season, what they had planned to do over the next several years. You get another ending like this where the world is not ending pretty. It's it's in a pop. It's post-apocalyptic everything's gone to crap and your favorite characters end up dying (laughs) it's it's brutal but you know i don't if i want to watch a happy ending i'll go watch i'll go watch something else i need these shows i need this this is this is something i need yeah i i think we own all of dollhouse but i i haven't watched the final season i I watched (gasps) the i've seen all the first two seasons but Somehow I just never got around to finishing it. It's it's another show. I think I think it I think what happened with that one was um the writer's strike went on during the third season and or maybe it was the second season. It was the second or third season and there was the writer's strike and then it just didn't get renewed. But Joss had enough time to sit there and go, Okay, well we can at least give closure and finish the story as we intended to. And they ended up being able to. I highly recommend watching it, Baba. It's good. I've actually been considering going back and rewatching the series because it's it's a lot of fun. I yeah. love Elijah Tushku too. <laughs> and you get to have a lot of people from the Buffy universe come in and, and visit. It's fun. Yeah, I, I still have a lot of stuff that I'm a lot of new stuff that I'm trying to work through. And on top of that, my wife is currently going through iZombie again. Oh, that's see, that's one that I wanted. I've wanted to do. Yeah, my list of to be watched is just growing and growing and growing. It's almost embarrassing at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think that wraps it up for us talking about the the finale of Angel. This has been a fun run. And um, I'm I'm not sure. I I know I had planned to cover the uh, original Buffy movie to close out this this season. Uh, which may or may not happen. So there's a chance that this will be the final episode of this season. And uh, the next season will start in the beginning of April um, with Memento More. And uh, I have a couple co-hosts and guests for every episode coming up for that season. And I will be talking about all the color scenes on Mondays and all the black and white scenes on Thursdays. So that'll be coming out uh, twice a week uh, as as we get into that. And I may or may not have uh, a, a couple hiatus episodes in March, and I may or may not have an episode next Monday on uh, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, uh, but we shall see. And uh, But this has been a, a fun season, and uh, thank you so much, Heather, for joining me twice uh this season and it's been a lot of fun these have been some great episodes talking with you um uh, here on the show thank you so much for having me on bubba i i love talking the buffy verse and i love coming on your shows and uh for one last time uh, why don't you go ahead and take a moment and let everybody else know where they can find you and your work online oh hey so you definitely like the same things i do if you're listening to this episode I co-host the, the, the Word of Hellmouth 
uh, podcast with Mark Armstead. We are doing a Buffy rewatch. So we just started season one. We're about halfway through right now. You can also find us on Rabbit Hole Podcast. So go give us a listen. We're lots of fun and we try and stay on topic. <laughs> and as always, I am Bubba Wheat and you can find me right here on It's Time to Rewind that is hosted on anchor.fm and is uh, uh, goes out to all the other podcatchers. I'm also on Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. And we also have a Facebook group. It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group. And you can join that to discuss episodes as they come out, as well as get up-to-date information about what I'll be covering in future seasons of the show. And you can also have discussions about uh, time loop movies and TV shows there as well. And uh, if you have been enjoying this this show and this season, I would appreciate it if you go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcatcher that allows ratings and reviews and uh, give me a rating and a review there to help uh, help us be more searchable for anybody else looking for this type of content. And uh, until next time, grrr! Arg. Doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. 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 Time they credit Ryan Alvarez as PP Demon. I know, I saw that! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great!